Oh no. It's Mecha Game Villa. The weather outside is frightful, I assume. We can't see it from inside the machine as we sit here, lit only by a single candle. Yeah. And by we, I mean me and... Me, Richie, I'm still here. And David Lynch, of course, still here. Hello. David, what are you planning to get for Christmas? Wookiees. Oh, interesting. I've got one of them myself already, though. Don't say that in front of him. It's quite rude. Oh, do, you, do you not Sorry. have one of them? <laughs> Sorry, David. Mm-hmm. The weather outside is frightful, but the biscuits are so delightful. So what have you been playing recently, Richie? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII. Mm. I played that. Yeah? It's good, it's good. Did you see the... Uh, PlayStation show where they announced Final Fantasy 7 was coming out on the PlayStation 4. No, was that like an, an... Did you see this happen at all? No. Oh! I did. Yes, I did. Sorry. And the mass confusion that followed for a few moments. Yeah. Where they just bring up the the giant Final Fantasy logo, Final Fantasy 7 logo, and everyone goes... Trousers this, to... this is it. This... Oh... I do remember actually there was a there was a string of tweets as I was following it that it just kept saying things like oh oh god <laughs> it's happening yeah there was a lot of caps lock suddenly <laughs> how do you feel about a Final Fantasy VII remake well one of the things that I'm really enjoying about Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation is that it's is that it's not a big uncanny valley sort of bishy mess with all the English dialogue being spoken too quickly <laughs> I mean that's maybe unfair because I don't have a lot of experience with modern, well I don't have a lot of experience with Final Fantasy in general but I think one of the things that I'm enjoying about it is that it looks a wee bit more cartoony than it perhaps would nowadays because of the um, the time it was made and the the fact that you couldn't make a CGI person at that point and uh, I'm also just enjoying not having to listen to people's voices. I'm seeing the appeal of that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if I had a man from Japan, from a head office, on the phone, and he was asking, Richie, what's your Final Fantasy VII remake look like? We're going to get started now this evening. Was he speaking in English? Yeah. Okay, that, that, that gets rid of one of the problems. Um, I mean, with the communication. He's, he's, <laughs> not he's, being, he's, not starting, he's starting this evening, and I've got him on the phone. So, there you go. Um, I guess uh, we can maybe have more, uh, more swearing. Yeah. Less. I don't want to feel like a child playing this game. I want to feel like a grown up. So I think swearing, um, maybe uh, some sex. 
Well, this is it. I mean, you you do, you know, you want to take control of a character that you would mm. happily. Mm. Do you reckon Red Thirteen should stand up and have like six breasts? Um, like, which one's that? <laughs> like Red Thirteen is the the wolf man. Oh, maybe I've not got that far yet. Red Thirteen, the, the red. Oh, Red Thirteen, Red Thirteen. Sorry. <laughs> that that is what I was Sorry. saying, though. I've seen some like not as part of this. I've seen some horror. Like I, sometimes I look at Red Thirteen and I remember some of the horrifying deviant art I've seen of Red Thirteen with a giant cock. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, what's the name of the town with the big cannon? <laughs> John and the sister Ray. What about Red Thirteen with the sister Ray built onto his crotch? That's cannon. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Chicken. Um, Full disclosure. Before this announcement, I wasn't aware that Final Fantasy VII was not available to play on the PS4. I was under the impression that all those PS1, PSN games were available. So the announcement actually just made me, oh, the PlayStation 4 is slightly worse the, the, yeah. than I thought it was. Yeah. Good job, guys. So I can't play all those PS... No, the, actually... I had exactly the same thing because I'm revisiting a lot of PS1 games that um, that maybe I didn't catch up on. I mean, after I was on Final Fantasy VII, I really wanted to try and get into Metal Gear Solid, but um, the Vita. I spend a lot of time in trains, and the Vita has been absolutely great for playing PS1 games. The fact that maybe I only use the Vita for playing PS1 games <laughs> is maybe a wee bit much. Um, you mentioned Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. And how you'd like to get into Metal Gear. Have you played any at all? I have played some of Metal Gear Solid, but the the fact that I never finished it has got nothing to do with anything other than I just never went back to it. Um, the very first? The very well, first not one. the very first. Well, sorry, yeah, Metal, the know. very first Metal Gear Solid in the PS1. Um, I started playing Metal Gear Solid 2 because someone said it was okay for me to do that, but as I started playing it, I thought, no, this isn't right, I need to... One thing I'm always curious about when people haven't played Metal Gear Solid games, you know, what with the trailers all being so daft and the storyline being quite quite hard to summarise, like even if I was asked now, haven't like I've played all the main Metal Gear Solid games mm-hmm. and finished them. But if I was asked, What's Metal Gear Solid about? I go oh. So I'm curious <laughs> Tactical espionage what's the last word? Action. Action, yeah. So, to someone who's outside, I want you to tell me, what is Metal Gear Solid about? Take it away. Jesus Christ. I My impression of what Metal Gear Solid is about is... Um, I mean, I follow a lot of people, and I'm friends with a lot of people who love it, so I only get tidbits of stuff that's happening and that's names, what of, makes me names of characters... And oh my god you know what now that you've asked me that question it's sort of caused me to think about something I've never really considered before mm. and that's what is Metal Gear Solid about well piece together all those little tiny doesn't, it remember, about... it doesn't matter if you're wrong just okay. give us a go 
would it would it would it be safe to assume that maybe in the first one, Solid Snake is working for some government in some country, and as the games go on, the events become a bit more. Oh, God, what am I trying to say? Are they? <laughs> is it like a sort of? Oh my God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna right no 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on hold on is there is there maybe like a cold war thing going on? I d- you don't ask me. Just, I All want right, you okay. to tell me. Okay. What's it about? My impression of what Metal Gear Solid would be about is that Snake is maybe sent in into maybe a foreign government or a foreign agency to try and either gain some information or take something down, and he maybe uncovers something a bit larger that. Uh, he wasn't expecting and maybe that's how the Metal Gears come into it I don't know but maybe the is the Metal Gears in the first are you working off the five minutes of the first game you played are the Metal Gears the big big walk in Metal Gears is is that what maybe a secret weapon is in the first one and where am uh, and then maybe at some point Snake goes rogue in a later game and then oh god I don't know okay. I don't know you know what no. actually a lot of that is based on what I think the story might be about just based on how these sorts of stories tend to so that's Metal Gear Solid 1 <laughs> 2 Raiden shows up you've seen him he's quite pretty yeah so what's that one about? Am I right in thinking of Metal Gear Solid 2 you mostly play as Raiden? Yeah. Okay. So what's the plot of that? You've already nailed one. <laughs> <laughs> so Metal Gear Solid 2 the story continues. A couple of years later. Um, does Snake go missing? You're, not, you're, not Am I not me. To... you're telling me. You're telling me what Okay, happens. okay. I'm just going to I'm going to 100% guess for Metal Gear Solid 2 because I can't even I'm going to guess that something happens to Snake and that's where your plane is riding and <laughs> this is I'm, I'm, like I'm saying all this and I realise how ridiculous it's going to sound to anyone <laughs> everyone okay. knows that the plotline of Metal Gear Solid is fairly ridiculous so uh, Raiden goes uh, Raiden is uh, tasked with searching for Snake who maybe goes missing at the end of the mission at the beginning of Metal Gear Solid 2 I'm going to guess and uh, um, maybe he discovers that, that Snake is um, is that red light meant to be on? Oh, God, this is too <laughs> difficult this is like asking me to write a story that already exists <laughs> Um, perhaps Raiden um, uh, Raiden discovers something bigger than what he was initially searching for <laughs> as a theme and then theme gets the theme. together with Snake at the end and takes down a big baddie and what, what's the baddie hoping to achieve um, in Metal Gear Solid 2 is he hoping to take down a government take down the organisation or is the organisation that Raiden and Snake were working for the actual baddies? And that's why Snake's... <laughs> You're just looking at me. I can't do this. <laughs> we're, we're almost there. So, so, no, so no, hold on, hold on. Let me think, let me think. So, 
so when Raiden finds Snake, he realizes that the people they're working for are bad people, um, and in the end, they they kill a big baddie. <laughs> yeah, three's the one that ends with the sniper fight, isn't it? There we go. So that's Metal Gear Solid Two. So three. I know there's lots of <laughs> mad characters in there, but maybe I've just laid out the. So what's three about? Now I know that Solid Snake is a clone of Big Boss. Is that right? <sighs> and um, so maybe three is where that's revealed because it's a prequel. And maybe you start playing and you think you're Snake and you maybe turn out to be Big Boss or something. I should say at this so point three, that three is maybe this whole about... section contains spoilers for games <laughs> that don't exist. <laughs> so three is about the setup of the Metal Gear project maybe? Or the, the, the founding of the organisation. The Fox... Is it Fox? Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the end you have a, a sniper fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> is it emotional? Um, it's patient. Maybe emotional? Okay. So Metal Gear Solid 3 ends with... Uh, an emotional, patient, patient emotional sniper like fight. A long sit where you, <laughs> where you feel feel things. So, one more. Well, four. So Metal Gear Solid 4 is the last, it's the end of Solid, it's Old Snake. It's Old Solid Snake. And is it all the, there's a lot of plot threads running through them all, so they have to try and be careful with the lore, and they need to tie a lot of things up, maybe. Um, and in the end... Old Snake dies. <laughs> in terms of what it's about... No, that's, that's all I've got. If Snake's a clone, and he's an old clone, is his body maybe dying a wee bit faster? Or... Um, he's, so he has to... He has to maybe either go and do one last thing before he dies, or he has to do something in order to save his own life or um, and that's what that's all about or either that he's dragged out of retirement to do one more mission <laughs> or it might be both it might be both so who's who's the baddie? is it he's all da no he'd be dead by now wouldn't he um, so it wouldn't be big boss or would, would he be some kind of cyborg because he's old it's big boss of Metal Gear now. Was, oh, right, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's a big walking Metal Gear. Um, a big Metal Gear with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait a minute, did Big Boss and Solid Snake both have an eye patch? Uh, Was he cloned and still only had one eye? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what, what else will happen? <laughs> Clone means you like you copy someone. Right. Okay. So so, so Carl's baby had an eye patch. <laughs> Science. And then there's all the stuff about I hear names like Liquid Snake and Is that Metal Gear Solid Three? And then five must just be Taken about. <laughs> five must be Big Boss set at a particular time in the timeline. 
It's there you go, that's the Metal Gear. I don't even have to play it anymore. Five is about Big Boss's transition into becoming a Metal Gear. <laughs> like Kane and Robocop 2. Exactly. <laughs> like that. Is, this, is this games journalism? Guessing what popular things are about. <laughs> do you want to do all the Final Fantasy games now? <laughs> Six. That's when they brought in uh, the, the the evil was like a clown. Is basically the Joker, and he's like the clown goes, "I fucking, I've had it up to here. <laughs> I've had it up to here with every everything. So that's got to go." <laughs> and there's some there's some young ones, and they're like, "You can't." destroy everything it's like oh, but I want to because I'm raging <laughs> it's like well fucking sit down pal and they they grab him and they wash his uh, clown makeup off and hold up a mirror and he goes I'm just like you <laughs> I realise now I wasn't so was different after all sad on the inside so anyway next up we'll do this and then it's the Mario games Mario <laughs> <laughs> Richie. Yeah. Have you any fond Christmas memories? I have many, many fond Christmas memories. Have you any unfond Christmas memories? Uh, maybe retrospectively, but at the time. No, you know what? I've Christmas has generally been quite okay for me. I've never had a terrible Christmas yet. Because we asked our, our listeners if they had any good or bad Christmases. Yeah. Uh, where, where shall we start? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where where shall we start? Yeah. Okay, so Calzo is asking us, uh, sorry, telling us <clears throat> his Christmas experience. Got Operation Wolf on Christmas Day and had to wait for the January sale to buy the Sega light gun. Gutted. You have to wait for the January. Although January sale generally starts on December the twenty sixth. Not maybe not back then. Maybe not. Okay. I don't remember Operation Wolf. I don't. The Sega light gun. Operation. I do kind of remember that. I remember there was a light gun for the Mega CD, but I don't think it was. I can't. I don't think it was Operation Wolf. I think it was. Ah. Anyway. Um. No, I don't remember Operation Wolf. There was a light. There was a light gun for the Master System. I think there there was a Mega Drive one. The Mega Drive one was the Menacer. <sighs> that. Was it a bazooka? I always think of it like as the. Obviously, like, the Master System and NES light guns were just wee guns. The Spectrum had one that was very similar as well. And then, obviously, next-gen, it's like, we need to we need to up our game here. It's a light bazooka. So you yeah. had the Super Scope and the, and the Menacer. The funny thing about Menacer is you can perfectly imagine they thought, that sounds really tough. But Menacer really does seem really quite low down on the... <laughs> like, that sounds more like pestering sheep <laughs> a bit like oh you're a menace like you know if if someone is a, a murderer yeah you don't call them a menace De- <laughs> you know you call someone who's just a a bit of trouble Dennis the murderer is definitely a lot if some, more basically terrifying saying, than Dennis the menace if someone is wielding a gun yeah you, you don't call them a menace <laughs> <laughs> There's people being held hostage by a right menace. 
Menace shoots tree. <laughs> Mischievous gunman kills twelve. <laughs> Man acting the goat <laughs> takes M sixteen to family. Totally not on, says police. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Fucking jester. <laughs> yeah. Ben Slime says that his best Christmas memory is getting out of Midgar and getting a chocobo on Christmas Day. That's good. That's a, That's a that happy Sounds one. like a lovely Christmas. But he goes on to say that he woke up to a corrupted save on Boxing Day. <sighs> so, big old game of Final Fantasy VII on Christmas Day. Stuffing yourself with lots of food. Just... All that magic. All that magic happening. And the next day you wake up and you're constipated and you're save is corrupted <laughs> and there's nothing but a sandwich full of turkey bones yeah. waiting for you see if he says his save is corrupted I can't help but think he got one of those memory cards that had the big light on it or something oh yeah or, or like the the, the kind of transparent memory card where you could see the oof yeah Ben Slime you shouldn't have been cheap you should have got a proper official Sony memory card. I've never, you know, I've never had a corrupted save happen to me. That's uh, you blew it. You blew it. Yeah. Peter Grabowski yeah. says that either we can't tell if this is a good or bad Christmas memory, but he says getting the N sixty four with no games. That's that's really setting you up for N sixty four ownership, really. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are furious right now? <laughs> I um, I had two games. <laughs> I plugged two hundred and fifty hours into Goldeneye. <laughs> Ryan McLeod says one of my worst Christmases was when I got a video game as a gift. He doesn't say which one though. Video games as gifts. That is a tricky one mm-hmm. because either you know. You do know what someone is looking for or hoping for. Yeah. Or you probably shouldn't. Because you end up giving something that you think is good. I think it's very similar to buying someone um, a book for Christmas. Mm. If The amount of times I've someone's given me a book for Christmas and I've been like, ah, okay, thank you. Like, I'm not saying I don't read books. What I'm saying is, is that I'll, you know, it's a lot of time to put into something if it's... You need to be sure you want to read it at yeah. first. But I mean, at the same time, at the same time, if someone, yeah, if they know you, I love receiving a video game that maybe someone who knows me or someone that I trust their opinion, and they'll be like, here's a game I think you should try. And it's it's a really nice, thoughtful gift because... Mm. Oh, when it works, it, it's yeah. great. But, but when it's, uh, yeah. You want to say Assassin's Creed, don't you? <laughs> I got Assassin's Creed 3 off my mum a couple of years ago. And she was very... You know... My, she understood. She was very... I like. I was like, Mum, I really don't want to come across as ungrateful. But... <laughs> but <laughs> at that point, you threw it out the window. <laughs> I said, look, what I could do is I could take this, take it Smash back... Smash it. And then replace it with a game... Into the turkey. ...that I would definitely play... But my, I have to say that my mum's been very good in the past. Uh, one thing, one year, and it was a complete... I su- can second that. Shenanigans says, 
The year Santi brought me an N64, the power was out most of Christmas Day. Had to sit there reading a Simpsons episode guide in the dark while waiting to have my life changed by Diddy Kong Racing. That's that's a pretty bleak one. But it has a happy ending. So, I mean, actually, that's like a Christmas special. How many Christmas specials have you seen where they put the character through the most trying, challenging of just depressing situations and then they have incredible feel-good ending? That's what that is. His That story... It's unusual is a, that the snowman is a Christmas miracle. Is, like the snowman is basically is the, the opposite. Yeah. It's like we're just having a lovely time at Christmas, and then fuck, don't did you forget about death? <laughs> Were you sitting there forgetting about death? Spoiler alert: uh, the kid melts. <laughs> Best thing about that ending to the snowman is there's not like that happens all in about 30 seconds he wakes up he runs out the door dead snowman credits <laughs> it's like dead snowman fall, I think he might fall to his knees as well then the credits and it's like the thing the solace is supposed to be in that well he's got the scarf to remember him by, but he had that scarf already like it wasn't the snowman the snowman should have got the scarf at the North Pole have you seen the snowman and the snow dog I didn't. I wanted to see it, but I've not seen it yet. Uh, well, I was. If if you don't want to hear spoilers, then skip ahead. But essentially, the, I, the, I can't do that. I'm sitting. Oh here. right, okay. So. <laughs> but go on. But it, well, okay. Well, we'll mention the beginning is that he makes a uh, because the kid's dog dies. He makes a dog out of snow, and the snowman because he finds it's the same house. He finds the 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 scarf, and the the old. I don't know what age the tangerine is at this point. And the and the, the bit it was a bit of coal and the hat, and he go and he finds a picture of the boy with the snowman, and he takes it out and he makes a snowman and the snowman it's exactly the same snowman he comes back to life which has has me wondering is the snowman like a ghost that inhabits the bodies of snowmen? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I should put this on Halloween. <laughs> like what is the snowman? Um, but let's not forget this is like all the snowmen I know come to like, well, the, oh my is, god is it all the dead that's what I'm back I was thinking because you got, well, remember you meet all the snowmen from different regions of the world mm. and um, I'm pretty sure in the second one there's like a fighter pilot snowman but if it's meant to be in modern maybe it's like a World War 2 fighter pilot that's now a Mind you, the, the idea of coming but back from the dead as a like, snowman is pretty... If a flying snowman. Like, think of all the other people in World War II, like the Germans coming back, and it's like a completely white race. <laughs> and they always come back. That's why they have that dance. That's why I'm suggesting that every snowman in the snowman is actually a Nazi ghost. <laughs> And then they fly up and they all hang out together. Yay! With Santa. <laughs> With Santa. Um, yep. Santa's German, isn't he? Yeah. His second name's Klaus. There you go. <laughs> We're through the looking glass. <laughs> so, think about that while you're enjoying that this year. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's alright because they die in the end. <laughs> yeah, they're... Their spirits are banished again, so that spring 
I also noticed the snowman from the snowman is the only one that brings a kid along. And nobody goes, what are you, what are you doing? Someone should have been raging. <laughs> what are you doing? This is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that kid from if the you're snowman... Bringing, if you're bringing... I'm bringing someone next year. <laughs> so that kid from the snowman was basically being brought into the Hitler Youth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mickey's Christmas memory... Me and my brother found a game unwrapped two weeks before Christmas and we played it every day when our parents were at work and we finished it before they gave it to us on Christmas. Felt pretty bad about it. Well, you just, you ruined it for yourself more than anything. I don't, I think your parents still had the experience of thinking they've surprised you. So the only people that came out bad were you guys, I reckon. This is, this reminds me of, um, remember when the, the PlayStation, the first PlayStation must, must have had a price drop at some point because it was a year that were absolutely impossible to get a hold of. Mm. Um, and I remember... I, oh, there we, was a big slash. Yeah. And uh, I think it was the year that... Um, it was the year that Abe's Odyssey came out as well because I wanted Abe's Odyssey. And, they um, threw in a second controller as well. That's it? right, that's right. And uh, my parents just could not find one at all. And they told me and my brother... I'm sorry, we're going to have to get you something else because we couldn't find... We could just couldn't get a hold of a PlayStation. But they'd found a, like a little video shop in the centre of Queen's Ferry that had one on a shelf and they went and they bought it. And um, my stepdad interpreted my behaviour walking about the house because I was a teenager and maybe a wee bit mopey as teenagers are. But he interpreted my mopiness as I'm not getting a PlayStation... And instead of just going with it so that I could have a happy Christmas day, he went, Oh, right, look! And he opened the cover and says, We got your fucking PlayStation. Didn't he tell your mum I showed it to you? And then closed it. And I was like, I didn't. I wasn't. Oh, that would have been a nice surprise. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a, 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 a Christmas surprise also ruined for me by being mopey. It reminds me of a, a nice Christmas surprise that I had. It was a the first year of the PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. and I do you remember how insane it was getting a PlayStation 2 that first Christmas and like it was it was on the news really like you know they, they would report remember that, on yeah. you know they, so I, I was fully expecting it was yeah yeah, yeah. but then the surprise on the one PlayStation 2 time spreaders Oof. and Tomorrow Never Dies on DVD. I could watch a film on my computer box. Get that on. Look at the quality. The quality of the writing's not great, but... Tomorrow Never Dies. But do you also... You might just think I'm mental here, but uh, Ross 87th can back me up. And that's the only reason I actually have faith that I'm remembering this right. But bef- when the when the PlayStation Two was new uh-huh. and uh, shortages were low, the word from the more uh, barmy ends of and the more scaremongering ends of the tabloid press was that Saddam Hussein had sent people to Britain to get PlayStation Twos to bring back to Iraq because there was a chip in it oh. that is used in missiles. That sounds 
it either sounds familiar or it just sounds a hundred percent believable. It's like this was this was talk at the time. I'm pretty sure that was or not. This is a thing that um, Ryan and Rab talked about on Screenwipe. But was there not a similar idea that in the eighties in computer programs they used to talk about how like a Russian could go into a shop and buy a circuit board and a chip? Yeah, they could they could easily put into like a bomb or a missile <laughs> or something. Yeah, so I can one hundred percent believe that that was a a story. I mean, you're saying it to me, and I've turned it into a thing in my head, which makes me think that either it's a memory or it's just I've read something but similar. That that was that was part of the that was part of why there was going to be shortages because terrorists were going to be buying up PlayStation Two, queuing up round Argos. But it was a great way to get sales because it meant that now not only were you going to make your kid happy but you were a patriot who was saving the country by yeah. buying up a playstation 2 before some someone from over there <laughs> bought it and put it in a bomb <laughs> zach says his christmas memory is my cousin dying oh, that's not video game related though is it that's true that's very that's quite selfish of zach Actually, don't appreciate that now. If his cousin died as a result of playing games, like, you know, my cousin put on Virtua Fighter and it was intense and he just fucking blew his eyes out. The, the worst thing about this is I don't know if he's being serious. I don't think it matters. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry to hear that, Zach. I'm sorry to hear it wasn't you. Shuzel says, me and my brother got the same PS2 game and got angry. Turns out I got my own PS2 so we didn't have to share. So, right, so his parents given has given him the games first. Yeah. And he's been like, well, what's the point in this? And then he'd been like, well, hey, we got your PS2. So that's that's what I was talking about earlier. That's a nice wee... Oh, but two ps Two PS2s in one house seems quite decadent, really. Who is this con? <laughs> Posh says getting a Spectrum one two eight K but having six games on, on the tape and not knowing it, I could fast forward. Six oh he's talking about. Oh, I knew this pain, I knew this pain so well. I had uh, I had a Spectrum I had a Spectrum one two eight K plus two with a tape deck built in, and um, I was obsessed with Dizzy games and. Um, I never played the first Dizzy game, but Codemasters used to release something called... They had a range of uh, packs that were called Quattro, and it would have four games on it, and um, it would have two games a side. Now, you know Spectrum games, they were just uh, noise, digital noise that loaded up into the... So if there was two games on one side of a tape, there was no, there was no discernible break where one game ended and the other game started. And Dizzy was the second game on one side of a tape, and uh, the first game was a mountain biking game. I could lay, lay, I could load mountain biking easily, but there was no way of telling where the break in the tape was where I could start loading Dizzy. And it was I had the tape for years, and I never played the first Dizzy game because it was impossible to load. Impossible. So I know your pain, and but um, he's saying not knowing you could fast forward. 
So maybe I was doing something wrong. Which is entirely possible. Christoph says, Last year I didn't get any video games. I also had just turned 25 and realised it was all over. Hashtag socks and scarves. The first year it happens, you feel sad. Mm -hmm. But then the next year is when you start to think, you know what? I like socks. <laughs> I that's, like... that's the tragic part of getting old is, is, is actually hoping someone buys you some nice socks. Yeah. I could use some new socks, actually. Or a, a jumper. Opening a jumper and being like, oh, hmm. I like this. This is nice. Now that brings us on to you, Richie Morgan. You hate Christmas jumpers. You hate Christmas jumpers, and, and I, I own a Christmas jumper. Now, people people listening might very well be on your side and also hate Christmas jumpers. Now, can you just explain to, to me? Because like, I know the deep resentment you must feel for me. And where does I feel a bit from? I, I feel a wee bit bad about hating on Christmas jumpers now, because... I don't mind them too much, but I just think there's a bit of a culture of like everyone buy Christmas jumpers because they're so terrible, aren't they? Just terrible and hilarious, and oh, I'm so this is so mad. This Christmas jumper. I think That's my maybe, one is nice. Well, you, your one is quite nice, and maybe maybe I was being a bit too harsh. I just think there's a there's there's you do get your, your nice winter Christmas jumpers, and they're really nice, and then you get it's. Maybe it's not people wearing Christmas jumpers I hate. It's just people the making culture. a big deal of being like, hey, 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 look at my terrible shitty jumper. Isn't it hilarious? Am I not a mad person? You don't like the culture of the Christmas jumper. No, it's not the jumpers themselves. It's the culture. It's maybe not even the culture. It's maybe just the I, the 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 way that some people wear them maybe not even the wear some people maybe that's the wrong way I'm saying the wrong way of saying it it's more just that idea that putting on a a terribly designed jumper is just hilarious it's a bit like video games in a way because you like video games I like video games mm. what do you think of people who play video games <laughs> scum scum <laughs> terrible people idiots Scum. They don't deserve anything but spit. It's, but, it, I guess it's, it's maybe the clothing equivalent of someone that will go out their way to tweet about watching fucking Sharknado. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, oh, I, I'm, I've spent two hours watching this terrible film. Isn't, isn't it hilarious? Right, well, it's hilarious because it's got a funny title. How, but, um, yeah, I know what you mean. You don't it's it's a bit of a you could fall into a trap you know you start moaning about Christmas jumpers and then you're that guy who's moaning about Christmas Christmas songs. music and they're unbearable every every year when the shops start to change mm -hmm. and the music starts coming in the only dread I feel it's not that I'm hearing I'm dreaming of a white Christmas it's that oh god now I have to listen to people complain about Christmas songs again. Here we fucking go. <laughs> because the, it's the people that are surprised every year. Super, <laughs> every single year. You know, people that are in their 30s, you know, that that are used going to shops for an everyday part of their life, yet still in November 1st when they see 
something Christmassy in the shop, they'll lose their fucking minds. <laughs> What's this? Fuck off, Tesco. I don't want to see selection boxes. You know. Stay at home, then. <laughs> Online shopping works, works pretty well. They've only put fucking holly in the corner of the Amazon site. I'm not doing any Christmas shopping until next year. Fuck. Heat Phoenix says he got Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for the GameCube, he, but he already had it in it, and he played it anyway. Good stuff. Didn't you know there was one year at Christmas where three separate people bought me Quantum Leap Season 1? <laughs> On DVD. <laughs> <laughs> the look in your face is... Were you dropping hints about one? I was just, you know, I was watching everybody. I I wasn't asking anyone for Quantum Leap Series One, but I had been watching a lot of Quantum Leap that year, and I was in a bit of a Quantum Leap high. So that was the year that everyone went shit. Richie likes Quantum Leap. It's just come out on DVD, because it it did. That was the year it came out, and yeah, I swear to you, three people, three separate people, bought me Quantum Leap Series One. Um, on DVD. <laughs> well, to be honest, by the time I got to the third person, I had to say, "Look, man, I'm I'm really sorry, but two people have got me this already." <laughs> I think we're gonna have to leave it there. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for joining me <laughs> at Christmas, Mitty, and uh, I've got one last surprise for you. What's that? Where have I got it? Um. You say you already have Quantum Leap Series 1? Yeah. Um, Well, forget it. Um, That's... I'm afraid I haven't brought you in. Okay. I was really hoping for... Merry Christmas. Brock, what's wrong? Aren't you having a good time? Oh, sure, Misty. Then come back inside and join the party. I will in a second. Brock, are you crying? No, it's just cold out here and I'm... Andrew, what? I'm thinking about Christmas back home. In Pewter City, the lights are pretty. And even though I love to roam, on Christmas Eve, I make believe I'm home. I close my eyes and I see my friends, my family, the happy times that I shared with all the people who care. I'll be so far away from them on Christmas Day, and though we may be apart, I keep my home in my heart. Oh. Oh, 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 God. Ah, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Is that red light meant to be on? <laughs> You're just looking at me. I can't do this. Oh, oh.